Aloha, and welcome to the show. The 692nd Podcast is a platform for developing and connecting with our airmen across the island and those now serving on the mainland. Tune in for episodes where we talk all things leadership and personal development while getting a glimpse into the lives of the people moving our missions forward. I'm your host, Master Sergeant Derek Addison, and this is the 692nd Podcast. Welcome Knights, Tigers, Hawks, Warriors, and Krakens to this episode of Bragging on My Airmen. Today we sit down with Staff Sergeant Select Tom Shom from the 8th Intelligence Squadron. I've known Tom for a few years now and couldn't be happier to have him on as the first guest of the new season in this category. Enjoy this episode where I ask Tom about his life, perspectives on the world, and some insights into what makes Tom stand out among his peers. Welcome. This is Bragging on My Airmen with, uh, actually, I'm going to let him uh, introduce himself. What is your full name? So I am Senior Airman Thomas Ray Shom. Okay. And what do you go by? Uh, Tom. You go by Tom? Mm-hmm. What's your hometown? Uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lancaster. What is what is known? Go in Amish or- County. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. So uh, I remember driving through... Pennsylvania to get to a snow, uh, like a ski resort. Whenever okay. I, when I was uh, stationed at NSA, mm-hmm. it's called Twin Peaks, I think is where the the thing was at. But we saw some Amish guys on the highway, and I was curious. I was like, I wonder where they, wonder where they live. Oh yeah, no, they Lancaster. You see them everywhere on the highway, horse and buggy, just strolling along. So yeah, it's interesting. Common. Did you ever talk to them? Oh, yeah. I grew up right next to an Amish farm. We were actually good friends with them. They'd make us food all the time. We'd go down, play with the animals, go uh, play in the haystacks. Oh, it was a blast. Is the food good? Uh, it's not the most flavorful food in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, no, yeah, it, it, it wasn't bad. Their baked goods are awesome. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I always see their woodworking. Oh, woodworking? That, that's what everyone... Oh, impeccable. Yeah, that's why everybody goes there. Yeah, I think uh, it was like a... a infomercial or something you know late night infomercial like for i don't know 10 years from the 90s to mid 2000s about like an amish built fireplace or something but it's all electrical like inside Mm -hmm. but the woodworking is all amish inspired or Mm -hmm. amish crafted or something i was like is that is that is that good i don't know yeah no it's pretty quality stuff we actually so i grew up in an arts crafts business um my mom had and we get all of our materials from the local amish so we get all of our lumber all of uh, pretty much anything that we need, any specific crafting that we needed done, yeah. uh, any specialist or anything like that, yeah, we always went through the Amish because it was always affordable. They did good work. All so, right. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, so are you married? I am, yes. How long have you been married? Ooh, so right before the military, so it'd be a little over three years. But All we've right. been together for, for eight. Been together for eight? Yes, sir. How old are you? I am, thir- oh, geez, 33. 33, oh, okay. Yeah, All right. almost 34. I don't All even right. know how old I am anymore. Uh, it's, you mean, me too. After 30, it's just a blur. Exactly, I don't care anymore, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember in Korea, I always had to add a year because the Koreans add the nine months during the womb, and then if your birthday uh, is within really? like three months of the Chinese or the Lunar New Year, mm-hmm. then you add another year. Huh. So someone, you know, like someone come up and was like, oh, I'm 18. It's like, when were you, when's your birthday? It's like December. It's like, so you're actually 16. Wow. That's, that's what it is. And they're oh. just like, well, no. <laughs> so, and what's your spouse's name? Uh, Shallon. Shallon? Shallon, yes. All right. Uh, do you have any children? 
I do. Three stepchildren. Three stepchildren. What are the ages? Oh, man. 21, 18, and 14. Holy crap. Yeah. The Mrs. is a little older than I am. 18 and 14. Yep. All right. So, uh, so you've been together for eight years. Mm-hmm. So the 14-year-old was six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And the other one was, I don't, I don't do math, 13 was the oldest? So she would have been 13? Yep. Yes. All right. Yeah. Quick public math. I'm from Florida, so it's not, not very good. Oh, uh, hey, Amish County, we don't do math. That's either. true. Yeah, I guess so. so, yeah. Do they have these abacuses there? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your AFSC? Uh, one and four. One and four. Yes. Bravo, correct? Bravo, yes. Yeah, we do have some alphas in the in the group, so. Oh, okay. Uh, what is your current position? So I am an ADAC operator at uh, DGS5. And what does ADAC do? So the Air Domain Awareness Cell, so we... Try to think of a... An unclassed version unclassed of what you do. version of what we do. Yeah. Uh, so we provide basic situational awareness, uh, providing an air picture um, to to consumers across Indo-PACOM yeah. would be the most basic way of Right. So the tactical warfighter? Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think whenever I was in ADAC, I used to, um, obviously in the unclassed settings, I, I'd explain to them, like, uh, we pretty much, we take the air picture, we track, you know, every aircraft that's in the Pacific or Indo-PACOM AOR, Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it's of interest of our tactical operators, I put it on their screen. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. The, my last question on here for you know just like the template is: Have you been told that you were doing this, and did you know that you were going to be here today doing this? Oh, I I was not told. Yeah, I just told you to show up. That's right. And you're like, cool. Do I need to be in uniforms? Like, no. I thought I thought Hangar Four was a warehouse, so I was I was totally curious what was going to happen. Oh, maybe I should. Ooh, maybe we should let people know that Hangar 4 is not a warehouse anymore. Otherwise, you, that might have uh, that might put people off from going over. <laughs> it's like, what do you want me over there for <laughs> on a weekend? That's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. So I will explain to you why you are here. Okay. So you've been called out by your peers and leadership for being awesome. We are going to uh, obviously the you know first set of questions, things like that. But um, actually, let me ask you first. Why do you think? Uh, or let's say with let's start with who because. Who's always a good question. Who do you think puts you up for something like this? Oh, man. Uh, well, just from tenure, I've had a lot of time working with uh, Ronald Pinnell, our mm-hmm. contractor at work. Uh, I've also worked with a couple operators, Schrock, Douse, um, Senior Airman Bedard. And so I have a lot of history with them. So I would, if I were to take a guess, it would probably be one of them. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you think that one of them is the one who said pretty much, Senior Airman Sham needs to be recognized for his awesomeness. I'd like to think so. Okay. Yeah. You Try are to... correct, by the way. Actually, oh, awesome. I've got a I got a quote from uh, one of those individuals. Uh, to be an effective operator, there's a level of maturity, ownership, and the ability to lead without direction from the front. Over the years, observing Senior Airman Sham, his knowledge, work ethic, and trustworthiness with the mission set is far above any other operator that I've come across. While his departure will come at a great loss for this cell, my only hope is that his knowledge and passion for will resonate to some degree in each airman that he has taken the liberty to train. Oh, it's super thoughtful. It's very good to hear. So who do you think it is now? Oh, it's, that's totally wrong. It is definitely wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I've got a, a list <laughs> of questions. Okay. This would definitely take us into like that 200-hour uh, time frame that I was explaining about how, how big this uh, crazy SD card is. Okay. Uh, so we're not going to go through all of them. 
Okay. Um, but I do want to kind of get a sense of who you are as an individual. Okay. Like deep down. Uh oh. Yeah, I know, right? Oh man, we're capturing this on a you. On, yes. Oh. Yeah. So okay. it's okay though. Like if you say anything like crazy or controversial, we'll just keep it in the thing and make a little like hashtag note. Like these do not represent the views of the Air Force. <laughs> Things like that. So uh, and, and you know what? Actually, one of the first questions up here directly ties to what we do in the Air Force. Um, and all the secrecy that our kind of our jobs uh, revolve around. Sure. Do you think aliens exist? Yes. Oh, yep. See? It is a mathematical impossibility that aliens don't exist somewhere in the universe. Okay. Are you good with it? You just said that you weren't good at math, so you're going to say, like, there's a mat- mm-hmm. mathematical impossibility that... Well, that's, that's, that's what I've heard. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's go with... In- I didn't do the math personally. Right. Let's go with improbability then. Ooh. I... I don't know. I, I'm feeling pretty strong. I, I, about impossibility? Uh, well, about them not – so being here yep. specifically or just existing? Uh, just in existing in general. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. They're out there for have, sure. Have you ever been to the uh, – this? I, I don't know if it's like the world in space or there's, – there's a museum in, in New York City uh, that I went to. And you sit down. You like recline back in these chairs and like the whole ceiling is like a big – I have dome. been there actually, yes. Did you, do you remember uh, – I think that was a school trip. Oh God, that had to have been. I mean, for you, fifteen. They're not going to drive a ago. bunch of school kids from Florida up there. We went to mm. Epcot and Disney World, so yeah, I ain't it's still lie. pretty cool, right? Uh, we didn't. I mean, Epcot was kind of educational, I guess. <laughs> but um, so, do you remember in that briefing or in that show? Mm-hmm. Do you remember what they told you oh. about why it's in a mathematical, maybe improbability, but we can go with impossibility that there that aliens have to exist. Just do the vast number of star systems, galaxies, just the numbers are overwhelming. So the probability is so high that there's some life-serving planet other than our own that it's it's almost to be expected. It's just if we have the ability to find it or right. to make contact, those kind of things. But uh, I just, just by the sheer numbers. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I agree with you. Be- I think it's because of that uh, that show that I saw in I, I think it was eighteen whenever I went up there mm-hmm. um, for the first time, and uh, we're sitting there and it's it talks about like every star that you see and you know I kind of grew up uh, where in the boondocks of Florida so mm-hmm. like the the night sky had a lot of stars there mm-hmm. weren't many there wasn't uh, as much light pollution as you'd think yeah um, since your closest neighbor is your great uncle who lives like a mile and a half away from you so. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, talks about like every star that you see in the night sky is a sun. And let's just say like for S's and G's that each one of those suns has five planets. You know, our sun has nine, eight and a a little dinky thing. Uh, But so let's say each one of those has five. Mm -hmm. Like the numbers are, you know, of course, they showed the number on the screen. And I'm just like, there's too many zeros. I don't I don't do that. Yeah. That's not a number in my head. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. All right. They're out there. Yeah. Maybe they might be among us. You never know. So. <laughs> they might be. Uh, well, that, that we can't talk about. Exactly. Right. So uh, when my cousin joined the Army, he's like, you're in the Air Force. I was like, I am. He's just like, you have a TSSEI? I was like, I mean, I do. Mm-hmm. He's like. So what's at Area 51? <laughs> and I was like, uh, planes? It's a testing site? He's like, where are the aliens? Look, like, that's at Area 52. He's like, there's more? <laughs> like, 
I mean, there are actually. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't realize at the time that there was an Area Fifty Two. That's pretty cool. I know. I was just like, oh man, like now he now he thinks it's real. That's so. funny because we were actually at Nellis right before that big Facebook uh, push oh, yeah. for everybody to rush Area Fifty One. <laughs> so that was that was pretty interesting. I had a couple of friends that were trying for. That. I was like, look, man, like. Security forces will not play. Oh, no. Like, you will get shot. Like, do <laughs> right. not do this. You know? You can't Naruto run whatever that is. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's where but, they have their hands back, right? Yeah. I don't know. I only know that from my kids. Right. Oh, okay. All right. So, let's go on to uh, what do you do to make the world a better place? In your personal life or even professional life, what do you do to make the world better? You know, I think, uh, I think a lot of it starts at home. You know, I'm, I'm a really big family guy, so for me, you know, I always talk to my kids about being the change that they want to see in the world. Yeah. So just being that person that's, you know, I don't want them to be a passive bystander. I really want them to take an active role in their own lives and 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 help others so that they can really become uh, more active participants in their own lives. And I try to carry that into my the workplace as well. You know, I'm always very encouraging. I always try to... Uh, really set the tone personally as a model, so I always try to hold myself to a high standard, um, but then encourage others to do the same, and I think that's really important. I agree with you. That is very important. Thank you for doing that. Of course. Yeah. Uh, do you have any uh, specific movie quotes that you use on a regular basis? Oh, movie quotes. Hmm. I mean, most I can't say because they're Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, so well, I mean, he only says one thing, but... Well, yeah, but I say it a lot, so uh, yeah, it's to fine. be fair. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, I don't have any specific movie quotes that I can think of at the top of my head. So what maybe movie do you quote the most? I was going to take a second. Because I had an airman... Uh, I don't know. I think I was in... Uh, I think it was an instructor at Goodfellow. And an airman asked me, they're like, so I've never seen Major Pain. He's like, is it even a decent movie? I was like... I'm sorry. What? Like, like, what would I know from that? I was like, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you can quote the whole movie. So, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to talk to you right now. And there's like, when did you see it? I was like, I, I think I've seen it maybe 40 times in my life. Mm-hmm. Easy. And I, I do remember when I was going uh, on the bus up to Paris Island, South Carolina to join the Marine Corps. Yeah, yeah. We watched first Full Metal Jacket. Oh, and perfect. Then, uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, to give us like a, a, good li- one. a little taste of what uh, boot camp was going to be like. And then, you know, we watched uh, Major Pain afterwards. So we were all in a good mood. Uh, that changed very quickly whenever oh, sure it did. Whenever the uh, drill instructors got onto the bus. Right, right. When we arrived at Paris Island. So any movies? You know, I'm really trying to think. And some older movies, uh, Godfather, I think of Pulp Fiction. I think of Long Kiss Goodnight. But these are, these are really the only ones that are coming to mind. It's more of an in-the-moment type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the heat of the, the conversation, and then all of a sudden you just start quoting some things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big music guy, too, so I'd probably be more like music lyrics or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I do the same thing, actually, with my kids. Yeah. Everything they say, like I, there's a song for something that, you know, that is relative yeah, or re- seriously, relates really to is. it. So um, I was kind of mad about, like, my Korean teachers would do that. Oh, you'd say like a phrase, and the Korean teacher would like start singing that same phrase. There, there's a, literally a Korean song for everything. They're like, yes. I was like, okay. But then I realized like there's an American song for everything too. Oh, so. there, there totally is. Yeah. So now my kids get mad. So what song do you do you sing at home, like amongst your family? 
Oh, I mean, they give me a lot of crap for it, but, uh, you know, Mind every you now too. and again, yeah, it's, it's not the most resonating voice in the world. Yeah. Um, what song is your go-to? Oh, jeez. Separate Ways by Journey. That's always a good one. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, that's a good karaoke song. Um, that's, a, that's a difficult song to do, too. Anything with Journey. Oh, it's like, uh, standards are pretty high. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're either crashing and burning, which yes. is usually what happens. But I mean, I'm also, fine. you know, after a few drinks. but Yeah. Uh, or you just, you know, knock it out of the park. But uh, Journey's always a good one. Uh, sometimes I will attempt Seal. You know, that's that's really, really going out there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll give it a try. Oh, wow. I mean, you don't have to do it on here, but... Oh, no. Whew, no I'm, thank I'm, thank uh, the Lord. We'll have to edit that out real quick. I don't understand. Uh, I always go to Lean On Me for some reason. Oh, Lean On Me? Yeah. I don't right. know why. Like, it's always been... Maybe since the, you know, the movie um, Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. With uh, Morgan Freeman, yeah, where yeah. you know is the principal of the school. Yeah. Uh, ever since then, maybe I don't know. Like I've just loved that song. It's always stuck in my head. <laughs> I will always like I will always sing it. So that's your karaoke song. I well, no, I don't do karaoke for the same reasons you have. But um, <laughs> uh, that, yeah. I mean, obviously, I I grew up uh, listening to country, so there's a lot of country, old con- country songs in my head. But uh, so I feel like half my music would send most of the people screaming. Yeah, uh, out of the room. Yeah, you know a lot of a lot of hard rock music. Yeah, uh, a lot of rap. Yeah, so everything but country, oddly enough. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, having grown up where I where I did. Yeah. Not 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 in the country. You had to go exactly the opposite uh, of I the Amish. Re- I must have been a rebel. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Amish. I mean, they have their. They got music too. Uh, mm, actually, now that I think about it, you don't really hear much music from the okay, Amish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I can't say they do. I wonder if they have like. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to Google this later. Yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's go with like horrible voices. Okay. Uh, not mine, but let's go with that. Uh, if an animal, if animals could talk, which animal would be the most annoying? Oh, a chihuahua for sure. Really? And that's specific. So not just a dog, because I love dogs, but a chihuahua specifically would have the most annoying voice. But. They were so good in Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Uh, <laughs> right. I don't know who did the voice for that, but uh, it, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, let's see. I, I think just because, have you ever seen the movie Zootopia? Uh, bits and pieces with my daughter, Kirsten. So I, uh, I think a sloth would be the most annoying, mainly because. So it's there's so long and drawn yep, out. Yep. And there's a guy. That, that unfortunately I have to work with, so I can't. When am I going to name drop anyone? But <laughs> he and everyone who has had to deal with this individual uh, will readily identify with this man. Uh, but he talks so slow, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he's forming the words or the sentences in his head or whatever. But after like I don't know the first conversation I had with him, mm-hmm. I start talking, and obviously I don't talk slow, mm-hmm. and then he started answering. And I got his answer, but I guess he had more. So I went on to the next thing, and he went back to finishing up his answer. And I was like, so I was confused. I was like, okay, yeah. And then I was going on to the next thing. He went back to it. I was like, all right. You might need all 200 uh, 200 hours, hours the, for that. Uh... <sighs> yeah. If I, it was ridiculous. Uh, and everyone was just like, oh, yeah, you talked to <laughs> Mr. Snuffy. He was like, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. It was a... Very long phone conversation. Yeah, that would be a tough one. Mm-hmm. A sloth. Yeah, I think that'd just be annoying to me because my brain doesn't go that slow. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't have the same patience I used to. People think that you have kids and you have more patience. I think that's true for the first couple of years. Yeah. But then it, it really starts to wear away. I, I have far less patience now yes. than I think I ever have yes. in my life. Yeah. That and the military sense. does the same thing. Uh, the, yes, the military does. Because then you expect, you know, like, my kids can get this. Why can't a grown adult do this? Right. Uh, it's just, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I try not to. And then sometimes, you know, obviously, I try to I try to give my kids as much you know leeway as possible. I kind of get... I kind of treat them a little bit, maybe like they should know better. Oh, yeah. Um, and my wife is like, you know she's eight, right? Like, whatever. <laughs> I had a job at eight, and I didn't have a job. But still. <laughs> what languages do you wish you could speak? Oh, yeah, it's funny. I was literally just talking to my daughter, uh, Shaylin, about this yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to learn French. I would okay. love to learn Spanish. Uh, I actually, it is a life goal of mine to learn another language. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and I think I just kind of resonated with French because my daughter took French, mm-hmm. and I and that was kind of something that we bonded with, trying to help her with her schoolwork. Yeah. So, um, and I just think it's a beautiful language. So French would probably be primary, and then Spanish, just for the practicality of it, right? You know, yeah. Half the world speaking, you know, English and Spanish, so you know it would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we were at DLI, uh, we came across someone who's in the army. But he was, you know, I don't know. He was explaining why he hates the idea that you have to press one for English and two for Spanish. And I was like, like you're at a school to learn a foreign language. Uh, Really? The United States doesn't have a national language because 65% of the United States can speak Spanish. Uh, A majority of them speak it fluently and maybe even better than English. Right. And seeing people, you know, knowing what I know about, like, language – the vast majority of the American population can't speak English very well. So right. uh, it's really, um, I don't know, that was, that was kind of mm-hmm. interesting to me how someone could think that way. I mean, I guess, you know, it depends on where you grew up yeah. or whatever, but um, I know that there's some people in my family who are just like, why don't they just learn English? It's like, I don't know, why didn't you learn Cherokee whenever you're growing up since we're from Cherokee and this is their land, but it's fine. It's cool. Right. Let's not do that. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, well, now that I know that you're uh, you're from Amish company or country, this uh, might be a little different. If you were given a thousand acres of land that you didn't need to pay taxes on, oh, but couldn't sell, okay, what would you do with it? Oh man, thousand acres. Thousand acres. Do you know uh, what a thousand what a acres looks like? Uh, it's pretty huge. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's a lot of land. Um, so I'm a big outdoorsman. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love going hiking, camping. I mean, I I would I'd even if my house was on the far side and I had just a thousand acres in yeah. one direction, I would be heading a thousand acres that direction. Yeah. For the next, yeah, oh, absolutely. Let's let's uh, let's add another spin to it. Uh, if you could also choose where that thousand acres was at, where would you put it? What chunk of this <sighs> earth would you take for you? Yeah, it's funny you say that actually, because as much as I would love to be around family, yeah, you know. Uh, that area is not the best for just straight land, unless you go up towards, you know, the Appalachian, you know, the Poconos yeah. uh, type area, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I'd probably go out west. You know, now that I've been in the military, I've had the chance to see the west a little bit. And I'll yeah. tell you what, it is just gorgeous out there. Yeah. So I'd, I'd probably go somewhere in maybe Wyoming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful out there. Yeah, I, I definitely, I, I wouldn't take a thousand acres in Florida. So, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, cool to be near family, but 
Yeah. A thousand acres of swamp lamb is just not <laughs> right. It's not a. It's not ideal. I mean, I, I love alligators, just not by getting bit by them. <laughs> so, but no, there's no, there's no way I would go down to Florida. So I don't blame you on that one. All right, cool. All right, what did you Google last? If you can say on the thing, oh, I don't know what you Google at home. I Google oh, random man. stuff at home. So what did I Google last? Uh, you got a phone? Oh God! All Look right. at your phone. See what Google shows. And it, All right. and uh, I don't know if you, your family is set up the same way I do. Uh, mine is so every computer in the house is assigned to my Google, so like has my Gmail like set up. So everything that gets Googled pops up on my feed. So I know what my kids are Woo! Googling. Yeah, I don't know. My kids are a little older now. I don't know if I need that. This is true. All right, let's see here. <laughs> well, I just got my haircut, so I just actually uh, Googled uh, great clips. Oh, okay. Over here, so I just uh, checked in online. So that's. Probably not the most interesting thing, though, in the world. I don't need the most interesting. Uh, I just need to know but, who you are as a person. Oh, uh, yeah. I, and your Google. I, I got my haircut. The Google tells all. Yes, it does. So we'll, ha- we'll have to keep some of this under wraps here. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, so I'm actually looking at buying a suit because um, my daughter and I are actually going to have our own little... Um, she got this really beautiful white dress, and she really wants to go out to Ruth's Chris. She yeah. just graduated from culinary school, and she was told that's like one of the best steak shops or steakhouses on the island. It is. And uh, so she got this really ni- nice white dress, and she really wants me to get a nice suit mm-hmm. uh, and take it to Ruth's Chris. So I Googled um, where to get some really nice suits at. Yeah. Apparently Macy's has uh, some really good sales. They right do. Now. They do. So. Uh, oh, I don't know about right now, but yeah. Uh, yeah, literally, like right now. Okay. I was actually probably going to head there later today. All right. Pick up a suit. Yeah. So, yeah. are you doing like a three piece? Or are you doing? Uh, I don't know. I don't pull the three piece off as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it just makes me look too much like an old school like banker or a villain. Yeah. Kinda. You know what I mean? I mean, so, they're one of the same, really. Either that, or I'm in I'm in a wedding party. You know? Yeah, that's true. So it's, it's just one one or the other. Yeah. So I'll probably just go with a two piece. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. What's the dumbest thing someone's argued with you about? My kid's age. That's pretty dumb to argue about. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think I'd know. But, uh, no, people people are not convinced. And even when I tell them they're my stepchildren. Like, you know, the missus is a little yeah. older than I yeah. Um, But, no, they just aren't having it. They're like, no, there's no way. Dude, you're, you're 33. There's no way you have a 21-year-old. There's no way you have an 18-year-old. It's like, uh, well, actually, I'm pretty, pretty sure I do. You, you actually could do that even if they weren't your stepchildren. Yeah. So. I mean. I didn't start that early. Yeah, I don't. So. I wouldn't recommend. I don't. I don't believe. Uh, but yeah. So interesting. But yeah, that's that's kind of. I actually hear that one quite often. It's kind of weird. So I had a friend uh, growing up. Uh, we did martial arts together when we were like eleven or so, uh, and his mother, um, his his mother and his father were thirty years apart. So mm-hmm. he was at at this time roughly. His father was like seventy four, and his mother was forty four. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, my friend, he had. 10 uh, half siblings and three of them were older than his mother oh wow so he had like the oldest sibling was like 50 because you know his father had him whenever you know when he was in his 20s or something like that but yeah like there was a a huge gap when he's like oh you know i've got you know three that are older than my mom i was like i'm sorry you have three what older than your mom's (laughs) like siblings like (laughs) half siblings step siblings what's the he's like half siblings okay i was like okay Cause I was like, why? But then you know, he told me like, there's a 30 year gap. I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Even as an 11 year old, I understood that. I know. See, just telling you. Sometimes you need to expect more of people. Uh, yeah. 
All right. So this one, this one's kind of difficult. Oh man. I know, like all these other ones were easy, right? Uh, so if no, you, I haven't had my coffee yet, right? It's true. Yeah, and I'm, mine's over there. Well, mine's still mixing. That's good. Um, so if you had a HUD, you know, the heads-up display mm-hmm. that showed three stats about any person you looked at. Oh my lord! What three stats would you want it to show? Oh man, this podcast could take a turn real quick, couldn't it? It's fine. Uh, so let's I got see 199 here. hours left. <laughs> Okay, so three stats. Uh, oh, man. That is a hard one. Okay, so I would say... Oh, boy, this is good. See, everything I think of makes me sound so superficial. I was thinking of wealth. I don't know why. No, that's fine. But, you know, I was thinking of just, just you know, your personal wealth. Yeah, I ain't judging. I, I, I mean, think... the thousand-member group that we are assigned to might be judging. Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm not. Oh, exactly. I'm about to get ostracized from the group immediately. Uh, so... I think that would be an interesting one to see, um, just for the sake of. I'm big into into like categorization and just being able to see the world in a way where, you know, you can statistically, or I should say, visually view the statistics, right? Yeah. The data. So being able to see the wealth disparity actually would be kind of interesting in real time. I think oh yeah, that, I can see I that. that. I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, so when you put it like that, it doesn't sound too bad. Like when you see someone walking down the street, you know, and there's, let's say there's a guy sitting on the side, you know, just looking at his phone, you know, contemplating life or whatever. You might think that he might be in a lower stature or something like that. But if yeah. you're wealth, you know, you show him, you know, your heads up display shows him like actually he's a multimillionaire and he's looking at his phone like sad. You know, you're like, hey, look, man, uh, you got a lot of money. So you're probably not you're probably not mad about anything else. But. Well, I was like, honestly what thinking. What else is going on? Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, though, it gives you kind of a, a, another piece of input that you didn't have before. Yeah. It's, that's not something you can just go up and ask somebody, right? Like, hey, what's your personal wealth? You but can. But if you go, you, well, you can. But I would think that would be kind of rude. Um, but if I went up to, say, a skyscraper or a large building, just look over the town, the city, yeah. and be able to see all the different sections of, of people walking around, I just think that would be so interesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that would be one I think would be kind of cool. Uh, two, I would love to see into someone's personality. You know what I mean? Just being able to see. Like their sim traits? Oh, God. So, let's see. I also got to be very, very tactful with my word choice here. Now we can edit uh, it out later. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, Intelligence quotient? I mean, yeah. Yeah, really. Uh, boy, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, man. Jeez. Make hiring people a heck of a lot it's, easier. You know, or so in the military, right? I think ASVAB, right? So mm-hmm. there was a. I, I'll give you a little chance to keep thinking of the other traits. I appreciate um, it. We had a, we had a, a Korean linguist, mm-hmm. um, and she just for some reason did not seem like she should have made it through DLI and things. Like, she just didn't seem like she was quick mm-hmm. at all. So every time you talk to her, you kind of had to like it's fine like dumbing things down that you. If if we're gonna talk about I don't know, nuclear reactions and things like that, and you're like, yeah, I did uh, I did biology in high school. I I never got to chemistry, right? Like mm-hmm. I'd have to, well, I wouldn't because I I don't know either. But still, like we'd have to mm-hmm. dumb it down for you so you understand. It's like this electron as it escaped. You know, like you have to dumb it down for everything, yeah. even including her job. We seem to have to dumb down. So it was really irritating. I found out later, uh, so for our jobs for Korean linguists, uh, majority of the linguist population, um, you had to score above about a 78, mm-hmm. roughly, in, in pretty much all the categories, or, you know, or general, or you know, um, the ASVAB's changed a lot since uh, since I took it. But 
when I was an instructor, I would see everyone's ASVAB scores, all of my students. And there were some classes that had 99s across the board. So yeah. there was one, uh, literally everyone in the class minus one had 99s across the board. One had a 98 in one category. Yeah. So like highly intelligent people, you know, for the most part, uh, when mm-hmm. it comes to the linguist uh, category, I'm, I didn't look at everyone else's ASVAB scores. So I, I'm, I'm not calling anyone else dumb, but it's kind of dawned on me that this individual, because I heard that uh, they were getting out of the military, I was like, huh. So I pulled up their ASVAB scores uh, because, you know, we have access to all of them. And, uh, yeah, she was she was in the 40s. I was like, you know what? Like, I never thought that this would be an in- indicative of, like, someone's intelligence or anything like that. It's just, like, maybe they had a bad day to take the test. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was in high school. I don't even think I graduated high school by the time I took this thing. I think I was in 10th grade, I think, when I took the ASVAB. But, uh so I never, I never thought of it that way, but it kind of started like playing into it. Like maybe this is, maybe the ASVAB, maybe they got it right on I wonder this. Wonder how ASVAB she thing. even got in. Uh, so she was, uh, she cross trained into Korean linguist. Oh, I see. Uh, so she did a different job. I, I don't know what it was. She cross trained. She went to Korea. She spent years there, um, and I think she might have done some. She might have spent time in Korea prior to joining the military as well. Mm-hmm. So she already kind of had language the language ability there. Mm-hmm. So she did, she was good at Korean. So yeah. that would make sense. Well, that's good. Yeah. All right. All right. So I think for my second one then would be compassion. Like if you could put like a number on it, you yeah. know, I, I really, I really think, you know, someone's emotional intelligence is such an indicator to who they are as a person. Yeah. And the, the more you have, the more empathetic you are, the more you can see the world through someone else's eyes is indicative indicative of the type of person I, I would want to associate with Absolutely. and I want to be around. Uh, so that would be something that if I could have a uh, heads-up display, I'd want to see like a numeric value for how compassionate and how in, uh, emotionally intelligent you are. That would be important to me. So I'm not going to lie. Last week we just had a group training <laughs> about emotional intelligence. Oh, well, you know, it's yeah, funny. It I good. guess we did. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then yesterday I sat through uh, uh, a leadership, you know, prof- just professional development, like little seminar, you know, a little mm-hmm. over an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Um, and it talked about the 10 traits of uh, servant leadership. Mm-hmm. And definitely, you know, empathy is one of those, which, you know, they broke it out into 10 different things. But uh, I think maybe four of those are definitely wrapped up into the emotional intelligence. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. It's good. Yeah. I so, don't know if your third one's gonna be able to top that one. That's pretty good. Uh, let's see. Third one's probably gonna be something ridiculous, like how many dogs they have. You know, the more dogs you have, just clearly the better person you are. Oh man, you know what I mean? I've got one cat. Oh man, it's I okay. Knew, I knew there was something about yeah, you. Yeah, I know. He's cool though. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like how cats go. Like he's he's a uh, he's interesting. So we tried a dog. We we uh, did a rescue for when we were in San Angelo, at Texas, uh, when I was an okay. instructor. Uh, and but the the company like they didn't tell us that he was on medication and things like that so like they kind of lied to us about his personality so when we met him and let the kids meet him and everything because you know we had small kids at the time like i couldn't have i couldn't have an aggressive dog and he was a boxer so i knew he was going to be i knew he was going to be like more active because i needed a running buddy too yeah yeah um but then like i guess whoever be after he was like weaned off the medication he was a, a lot more aggressive maybe like from his first previous you know owners mm-hmm. um and he was like snipping at my and my my youngest daughter and i was like yeah i can't yeah. have that so we had to take him back or whatever but uh we tried we we like dogs um we just don't like dog you know smell and 
you know. It can be tough, too, when you have yeah. younger kids. So yeah. I, I totally get that. You know, we're pretty fortunate to have all of our kids older. Yeah. Uh, we got a, uh, we went through Paws for Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And uh, we only have one dog currently, but we wanted to wait till we got back, back to the mainland before right. we, we get any uh, right. other dogs. But, uh, but yeah, it's been great. But it's nice because all of our kids can help take care of her. And, you know, she's super active. Uh, right. So, yep. yeah. And when you go back to the States, that'll be in a couple of months, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaving in December. Leaving in December, going mm-hmm. to Fort Meade. Fort Meade. Yeah. Yes. Do you know where you're going to be living at? Not yet. Okay. No, I've been doing some research, but uh, but we're we're still. It's it's a little difficult just because they the turnover rate for properties there is just so high. It is so yeah. so fast. So uh, so we have a couple places that we've been looking at, but nothing uh, concrete yet. Yeah. Yeah. When I went there, I was 23. I don't know how old I was. Probably 23 years old. Um, single. So I, I just found uh, a place that was cheap and it was a you know, single bedroom apartment, things like that. Cause I, and you know, I didn't have anyone else and I found a, a retirement community. Hey, I know. Right. And uh, so I went there and there's like, and they're asking me, they're like, why do you, why do you want to live here? I was like, the rent's like seven nineteen a month. And I get like, <laughs> I get like $1,200 a month. Yeah, so I get, yeah. I'm banking like $500. You know how much beer money that is? Oh yeah. Uh, and I just came from Korea. So I was a little more of an active drinker mm-hmm. uh, at the time, but, um, <laughs> And they're like, well, this is a retirement community. I was like, yeah, but I'm from Florida, so I'm okay with you know older people. Yeah, uh, it turned out to be like the best place. Like when I was not really before me and my wife got uh, married, but like just staying there. Like initially, uh, there was I was on the third floor. The second floor was a retired Vietnam vet. Uh, he was a CB in the Viet- in Vietnam. And in the first floor, there were two brothers. One was uh, in the Korean War, and the oldest one was in World War II. Oh, wow. So, like, every day after work, i just grab a couple six-packs, and I'd just go down to the first floor, and we would just talk story. Oh, yeah. And they still, like, the Korean War guy, obviously, I, I, you know, I related to him a lot more because I just came from Korea, and I know mm-hmm. quite a bit about Korea, uh, I, I think. Just really, like, the stories. I mean, some of them, I'm just like, I'm pretty sure that's classified. But he was, like, field artillery. So if, <laughs> if he sure. knows it, it can't be that classified because, yeah, right. but, you know, maybe just we don't want people to know that. So Yeah. But wow, how many dogs, cool. how many dogs, emotional intelligence, and, like, how much, you know, a scale of compassion. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, on a 1 to 10 scale, maybe 1 to 5. Uh, probably 1 to 10. Yeah. Yeah. Give you a little wiggle room. Exactly. Yeah. And then wealth. Boy, it sounds so cold. It sounds it? it, but you know, uh, we can. Sw- I mean, I'm a linguist, so I can play with words all day. Okay, but yeah, well, yeah, we can a... swing that. Okay, all right. Uh, let's see. So, tear gas mm-hmm. makes people cry. Right, right. Laughing gas makes people giggle. What other kinds of gases do you wish existed? Man, these brain teasers. I know, and you? the next one's actually pretty difficult too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, what kind of gas would I want? Probably a dance gas. A dance gas? Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Just a straight, like, you know, disco ball comes down, everybody starts dancing, you know, yeah. all at once. Same thing, but gas. You know, like a gas bomb. You, know, you I, just throw it in there. Like, if you're trying to, you know. Yeah. If you want to stop a mob, you turn them into a dance mob. This is true. Yeah, way less threat. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Hey, we've got a mob down here. It's like, oh, gosh. Like, should we send no, the police? Now you have it's a like, dance nah, man, send a, yeah. <laughs> send a television crew. This oh, is good. Yeah. <laughs> Flash mob. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe uh, we have to like do it to where it's got like hive mentality. So like, um, like choreographed things. Oh yeah. You it's know, basically an episode of thriller. Exactly. You know I mean? Like we can genetically modify something, right? Oh, to where for it's like, sure. all right, now everyone knows how to do this. 
like they might not be physically able to drop down to the splits. Maybe that guy needs to stay off to the side. But exactly, yeah. everybody can do the electric slide. This is you true. You know what I mean? This is true. That's that's good. So, what would the adult version of an ice cream truck sell, and what song would it play? Oh man, this... uh, it would be. Oh, I I can give you an answer right away. So okay. it'd be obviously an alcohol truck, yep. uh, which would play ACDC Thunderstruck. Okay. And I tell you, I hear that thing coming down the street. You will see me running out of the house yep. so quick. Oh man. Oh, I was thinking uh, margaritas and tacos. Oh hey, and yeah. it would play the song Tequila. Oh, oh, perfect! Right, I know. How's this not a thing? I, oh man, million actually, dollar ideas here. There were there was like a drive-through margarita place in in Texas. Uh, they gave it to you like a frozen margarita in like yeah, a, yeah. a cup that you had to like promise not to drink it on the way home. Of <laughs> I was like, how is this not an open container? Like it's a <laughs> yeah, styrofoam really. cup. It's yeah. There's no seal going on here. Yeah, but I don't know. It, they they. I guess they did some business. So yeah, that's but, pretty cool. I'm sure they're staying open during pandemic too. Oh, I'm so. Sure. All right. What fictional characters have you had a crush on over the years? Let's see. Uh, Kate Beckinsale in Underworld. I mean, Kate Beckinsale. In I don't blame you. Just, I mean, it's yeah. just unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Who else? Hmm. What about a cartoon character? Cartoon character? Oh, man. I don't know, man. That's, that's, that's more of my kids, I think. Really? Yeah. Like Jessica Rabbit? Uh, oh, yeah. Jessica Rabbit was pretty cute. Yeah. Let's see. She's mine. Well, her and uh, Gadget from uh, the Chippendale Rest Rangers. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Like I don't even have really? a thing for blondes, but yeah, I don't know. For some <laughs> reason, she was she was cute and she was smart. I'm just like, yeah. Oh yeah, it's a good combo. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Jessica Rabbit. I can totally see where you're coming from on that one. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have a thing for redheads either, but yeah. even the even the dude playing is like, how did you get her? You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of any other any other fictional crushes that I had. Actually, I'm I'm just running through a whole list of mine right now. Kelly Kapowski, Say by the Bell. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Right. Yeah. Oh man, geez, well, man, now we're really going back. Right. Now you're making me think. I don't know. Avatar. Think she was cute. <laughs> Blue's not really my color either, but still. Yeah. Well, maybe not Avatar. Let's see. Man. I don't know why I'm having such a uh, drawing, such a blank on this one. I'm sure I've had many fictional crushes that I'm just blanking on at the moment. The only yeah. one that really popped in my mind was uh, was Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, yeah. She was badass too. Oh, she really is. Yeah, she really is. Yeah, and it's the British accent. I mean, everything about it. It's, it's just true. Uh, you go weak at the knees. Yeah. What about? Yeah, I, I know. I did. I liked. I liked her in um, what Serendipity or something with John Cusack. Was she in that? Yeah, she was the she was the girl who lost her glove or whatever. I don't remember. Oh, okay. But yeah, I think I only saw bits and pieces of that. Yeah, I think I've I think it's, it was on recently or maybe like I don't know. Maybe it showed up like trending now or something, and I was just mm. like, why? I mean, it's yeah, yeah. I, it's cool. I but I'm just curious, like, why that would be trending? You know, hmm. like I know understand why Outbreak was trending. You know, oh, well, obviously, exactly, obviously. right? So. Would you want the ability to hear the thoughts of people near you if you couldn't turn that ability off? Yes, I would. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's that that's such a scary proposition. I'm a cr- I'm good, a, the bad, the ugly. Yeah, I, mean, I get it. I'm a linguist, so I listen to everyone's conversations anyway. Oh yeah. So like, just hearing what else is going on in there. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm okay with it. Oh, because I feel like I can redirect really well. Yeah. You know what I mean. So if I know somebody's like, ooh. 
Like, I'm getting some weird vibes from this guy. You know? yeah. Okay, okay, all right, I get it. You know, exactly. maybe I'm being a little bit too uh, cordial, too friendly here. Uh, so, you know, vice versa, right? You know, maybe get that uh, that self esteem boost that you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that validation, right? You know, that people are a little bit too scared sometimes to say, yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Without the ability to turn it off, though, it's a scary proposition. But I, I, I gotta tell you, I, I still think I would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got That'd three be a kids. Cool superpower. Yeah, exactly right. And I've you got know? three kids, so I can like I can ignore things pretty well. So. Yeah. You'd <laughs> Not be a, that you'd I know be a my pretty kids, good but... prosecutor, I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That'd be good. So when I was an instructor, like I had to, I because I you know I don't really understand people's emotions or and you know with me like my little my little brain I don't understand like there's nothing really personal to me like I I'll, I'll talk about anything with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I don't feel like anyone can use something against me in any way, shape, or form, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, we talk about certain things, you know, that, you know, like, maybe the, the just the linguist career field, something that you might have to deal with, you know, the, you know normally in the bad realm, of right, of, of some of the things you might have to listen to, and, you know, people getting hurt, and things like that, you know, right. people, people dying. Uh, and there's some, you know, I'd have to, like, look at all of the, you know, students' faces, so I know, you know, if they get like little micro, you know, flashes of disgust or aggression or something like that. Right. So I have to like, you know, kind of address it. Sure. Um, I think if I just understood what they were listening or if I could hear their thoughts, I'd be so much better. Of course. I yeah, know. totally. You'd be, a, you'd be a better instructor. You that's, would. That's all I want to use it for. Not for evil purposes at all. Yeah. No, not. Of course not. What topic could you spend hours talking about? You know, it's funny because although... I'm super interested in it. I don't have a huge knowledge base in it. Yeah. I'm big into AI. I just think it's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. But I don't know if I could actually have an intelligent conversation about it too long without it just starting to go over my head because yeah. I just don't know enough about it. Yeah. But it's something that I find incredibly interesting. Um, AI is really cool. Anything sci-fi, really. I could talk about space for hours. I'm big into, like, this is going to sound kind of ridiculous, but self-help. Uh, like, just, like, working on yourself, building yourself. Um, I honestly could talk about that for hours as well. Have you seen my bookshelf? Uh, seriously, though, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's. And I don't I don't think of it as self help. I think of it as just improving myself so right. I'm better better for the world. There is a negative connotation with that. There is. So yeah. uh, I think if you if you dispel that and you understand what it truly is doing, right. right, is you know when you get a better look at yourself or maybe from a different perspective, you can start to shape things or move things differently. You can start to move the direction you want to a little bit more efficiently. Right. You can be more cognizant of things around you, um, have better situational awareness. All those things. Those are those are all um, benefits. I think of working on yourself. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, oh yeah, I could talk about that for hours. Have you ever seen the movie School for Scoundrels? I have not. So it's got the same guy who played Napoleon in Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. And it's also got... Um, I think I saw the trailer for it, actually. And it's got Billy Bob Thornton. Okay. And oh, he, I'm surprised I haven't seen it then. And he's the one who's, like, teaching this class on, on like, self-helper or, like, how to not be a loser, I guess. Okay. So, uh, and... I guess like the first day of this class, you know, there's a whole bunch of people in this class and he's like, raise your hand if you have a self-help book and like everyone in the room raises their hand. He's like, see, that's your first mistake. You can't help yourself because yourself is a loser. And I, you know, I thought about that. I was like, I, I, I can see where he's yeah, going, but I, I, I can't really agree, but okay. I and mean, that's cool. So some people just need that extra. Hey, that like, tough love. Some, it, yeah, it is. Right. There, there's a pl- time so, and place for it for sure. Th- there is. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, at the end, Goodness comes out of it, just like you know, anger management, where right. yes. guys just torturing Adam Sandler, right? It. Or uh, I guess Jack Nicholson, not just right. guy. That's that's Jack Nicholson. He deserves respect. Oh yeah. What uh, what profession doesn't give? I'm sorry, doesn't get 
enough credit or respect? I can name a ton. I think, and this is going to be pretty broad definition, but social work in general. Um, social work is some of the most needed, essential work in this country, and it is the most under-resourced, underpaid um, type of work, uh, especially for the requirements. I mean, pretty much any social job would require at least a bachelor's degree. Absolutely. Uh, and for the amount of respect, and, and there's just not a widespread knowledge of what a lot of social workers actually do Yeah. Uh, and the communities that they support. So, I mean, I could go on and on. You could you could make a strong argument for teachers, you know, being under-resourced yeah. and underpaid and under-respected. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of just the the blue collar jobs, right? Uh, the daily, those just day in day out, just dirty jobs. Yeah. Uh, that a lot of people think is entry level work. Right. And you know, it's it's not necessarily entry level work. Someone can make their entire life career out yeah. of that type of work. And you know, I think it's important that we recognize that and we properly. We understand that's a that's a foundational need in this country, you know, to build infrastructure, to be able to clean and, and keep things um, sanitized, sanitized, right? In a, in, like mean, in yeah. a pandemic, Ex- yeah. Right? For instance, yeah. yeah, great example. So, uh, but yeah, if I had to choose one, social work. It, it's it's there's not a great knowledge behind what they do within the community, so it's hard to change policy about it, right? And or to get any movement forward, right? To get the masses like. Like every, I think a lot of people nowadays are aware that teachers are underpaid and not, you know, even with the union, it's just they really don't get the pay and the resources that they need. Yeah. But I don't think you can say the same thing about social workers. Not a lot of people realize the the debt that they go in to put themselves in a position where they're now still underpaid, under-resourced, and just and have just such difficult jobs yeah. and have such... Um, such necessary positions that they fill. Yeah, I I couldn't disagree with that. Uh, I had a friend who's uh she needed a master's degree to do her social work that she was doing, but I think she was thirty five thousand a year. Oh yeah. For yeah. I mean, like I made thirty five thousand as an eighteen year old kid doing manual labor in a in a styrofoam factory. So yeah, it, it's serious. My sister, in fact, is a uh, social worker. She. Yeah. She went to a private school, got her bachelor's in drug and addiction counseling, yep. and she's uh, she works with the uh, those dealing with homelessness mm-hmm. in Lancaster County, and again, some of the most needed work there. But it is crazy how little she makes. I honestly don't barely know how they support themselves, her, yeah. her and her family, and uh, so under resourced. I mean, there's they should hire like 30 more people just for the workload that she's doing, right? You know? And that's that's just how it is across the board. And um, so, yeah, that that would definitely be something I wish we could communicate a little better to the public. Yeah. So, uh, do you use social media? I do. What uh, What's the most annoying thing about social media that you use most often? About uh, if you use like Instagram most often, Facebook, whatever. I use Facebook more than anything. Yeah. Um, so, what's the most annoying thing about Facebook? Well, I hate the new design that they came out with. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed the uh, the UI change that they made. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. But I uh, wish they'd go back to the old one. But other than that, not too much. I mean, you know, you get to that point in your life where half your friends end up you know, unfollowing or blocking. So it's like, oh, well. This is true. <laughs> you know. So uh, uh, that that's kind of annoying. Just come across. You realize how small of a town you come from and 
how and the that perspectives men- that mentality yeah. yeah has been exacerbated over the last you know 30 years so uh you really start to see the worst in people and people are not they're pretty shameless they, they post some pretty ridiculous stuff so uh so that's probably the most annoying thing yeah yeah I'll, I'll, I'll be honest i know that me and my wife both absolutely hate that all the all the facebook videos now have ads in them oh like it's they so stop annoying. it they You're stop right. it like Maybe thirty to forty-five seconds in, and they play a video, an ad. I'm just like Instagram. Every third one you scroll through is yeah. an ad. Oh, jeez. Every third one. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, check it out. It's I, like clockwork. I'm telling you. I just now got an Instagram, and I really just put, I've put two cat photos up there. Yeah, you got to do it for the gram. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I uh, I totally understand. You know, small small town kind of like small perspectives. Oh yeah. Um, People I've got that have never traveled from home. Exactly. You know, yeah, and they're like, this is how it is. It's like you. You've never been anywhere else. Exactly. Like, don't don't act like you know how the world is if you've never left, you know, Lakeland, Florida, or something to that exactly. effect, right? Oh so, yeah. Or even you know even smaller, you know, like where my grand my grandfather uh, lives in Gardner, Florida, like population mm. three hundred eleven. Mm. Like I don't know if any of those guys have computers down there, but still, right. like uh, I think they just got running water. Yeah. But um, <laughs> like if anyone from there was talking about like how the world works, I'd. Yeah, you just have to you just have to unfollow. Yeah. So unfortunately, I mean, good. Thank you, thank you, Facebook, for putting an unfollow button. Because hey, yeah, that's it's, that's that's a good move. It's coming it's coming handy. I'm not oh, gonna it, lie. It has. All right, this is a serious question, not like the last one, but still. Got it. Uh, where's the line between soup and cereal? Between soup and cereal? Yes. Do you think cereal is a soup? No. Why not? I know there are cold soups, so I don't want to get, you know, pushed off the cliff for this. But there's definitely cold soups. There's definitely cold soups. There's a whole thing of them in Korea called naengmyeon. Literally means iced. I think noodles. I actually had some so when good. I was in Korea. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, they are good, but it's hard because that would be the delineation between soup and cereal for me. Would be soup I would consider hot, and then cereal I would consider cold. Okay. And but I know that's. I can already punch holes in my own argument because there's cold soups. So, uh, mm. so that's a, that's a hard line to draw. I'm not gonna lie. Well, it's, first off, actually, if I yep, if I may point. rebuttal with a question, yeah, how go. did you come up with this question? I <laughs> look, I googled 350 questions to ask awesome people, and <laughs> okay. there were, and I went through, and I was like, I went through, I was like, uh, I, I literally, I think I even have the, I, I bet you I have it in my notebook over there. It says questions for Sham. <laughs> and I went there and I like put out all the numbers and I was like, man, I can't do all of these, but that's whatever. So I, went, all right. I went through, but I've also, I got four decks of questions over here. There's one, there's like a whole deck of, would you rather? Okay. There's just interview questions, interview mm-hmm. question deck two, things mm-hmm. like that. I haven't even played with those yet. Ooh. The would you rather was a, uh, there's a couple that are just, they crossed the line. I was like, I'm not, oh, I'm not course. asking that at all. Yeah. So they're just disgusting. It's not like, it's not like, <laughs> right. Ooh, that's edgy. It was yeah. just disgusting. I was like, no. <laughs> so there's a couple of those. And there's like the, uh, the podcast interview, like which type of interview should you do or what type of podcast should you do? Like you should do one the day of the light or like your morning routine or something and do a podcast on that type of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I asked my wife this, she had an answer right off the bat. Like she was, I mean, she's, she's more smart than me anyway. So anyway, she was just like, uh, cereal is definitely not soup. And I was like, why? She's like, soup has a lot more liquid to like content ratio. 
in her oh. mind because she's like, if anything, cereal would be a stew. And okay, she yeah. she's definitely a foodie. I'm not, right. so I I eat definitely. That's all I care. You about. know, it's hilarious because I'm literally going to go home and ask Shaylin, the culinary uh, yeah. grad. Yeah. This exact question. You're going to ask her. Like, I'll, I'll tell you what she ends up saying. What's the line between soup and cereal? I will ask her. Yeah. Off the bat, my wife is just like, yeah, that, that, that's like, a good point. I was like, damn, you're good. Yeah, All yeah. Right. So, that's a good one. All right. Well, I know. Um, so it's it's like 10.08, 10.07 right now. Mm-hmm. So I know we're getting close to it. And uh, you, you've got you've got things to do um, today. So you need to go pick up a, a suit. Um, so yes, that you so can go, uh, I got to take Shaylin to work. Yep. Then I'm heading right to Macy's. Go pick up a suit. Yep. Uh, let's see what else do I got. And you know, take take the puppy out. You yeah. know, we'll go running. We'll do a little workout together later. And yeah, then I'm gonna make a nice dinner. I figured, you know, she she works a double today, mm-hmm. so I figured, you know, I'd uh, make a nice dinner, and uh, you know, get the house cleaned up and whatnot. Yeah. Yep. All right. So I want to thank you for being here, answering honestly. I, I hope you're honest. Of so course, if, if I could hear your thoughts, though, I'd be able to tell that. That's true. I don't think I don't think we said anything too controversial <laughs> that needs to be cut out later. But uh, I we'll figure think so. it out. No, it's pretty PG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. If you need the R-rated version, we'll have to do. We can do that we'll, too. We'll do round like I said, two. 199 hours left of okay. this thing. So all right. <laughs> so all right. Uh, is there anything that you would want to say to? Um, Ron, uh, the guy who uh, who kind of nominated you for this, or maybe just you the know, Excel or something. I don't I don't need you to give your like going away speech yet. No, no, no. But um, no, it's it's incredibly thoughtful, and you know, really, just thank you, thank you for the support that Ron has always been. You know, he's he's really been the key consistency. Um, for me to build my career on with ADAC. And and I know he knows this, but I truly appreciate all the support that he, he's provided. And to get recognition from him means a lot to me, so thank you. Yeah. Uh, and, and everyone there. I mean, even with the multiple changes of leadership, you know, I've been very fortunate to have a really strong team that I've worked with. Uh, all the other operators, you know, we are, we are all a culmination of each other's work. So, where I'm getting recognition now, it should be reflective of the work that we've all done together. Yeah. So, um, you know, just super appreciative of the team that I've had. That was Staff Sergeant Select Tom Shum of the 8th Intelligence Squadron, clearly among the best as an air domain awareness cell operator and soon to be an amazing non-commissioned officer. If you have any ideas, recommendations for future podcast shows or guests that you'd like to hear from, let us know by going to any of the socially acceptable means of communication and leave us a comment. Facebook URL is facebook.com forward slash group forward slash 692D podcast. The email is simply 692D podcast at gmail.com. And you can always leave us a message on the Mattermost channel. If you can't get to any of those, send me an email at derek.addison at us.af.mil and I'll respond as soon as possible. That's the show for today. So for now, aloha, take care of yourself. And if you can, take care of someone else too.